Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes, filling in for Taylor Johnson. Well, actually, you're not filling in because he's not here Oh, my anymore. God. Well, he's working. That's true. But you that's are true. just filling in. Well, but, I'm glad to be but filling it's in. it's kind of like a regular voice that everybody knows. Familiar. About. Yeah. It. Uh, you know, I, I walk up here, you know, everybody around here, including Steve, you know, harasses me when I come up here. <laughs> He, he looked at me. He goes, "You put on a pound or two? No, I don't think so. <laughs> One pound," he said. "Well, you know, I, I did think. Well, about anyway, that, that makes because, me feel good, Steve. Thank you. Makes me feel back at home. Well, well, uh, Taylor is now in law enforcement, uh, serving as a minister of justice, uh, or at least he will be shortly. And uh, and so we've got a couple of people that." Uh, may be people that come in to take that spot but until then for at least the next month we're going to have people popping in who have been on before like you and mm-hmm. david gray and some others and uh, you being probably the most well-known of all because uh you were here for uh a long time and now are pretty much out there just knocking the socks off in the real estate business <laughs> As a minister and missionary out there. That's right. You know, it's um, it, people ask me daily, hey, how's the real estate business? Well, I don't know. It depends whether you're buying or selling. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a, it's an interesting uh, interesting world out there. But that, that would include almost every sector of the marketplace these days. You know, yeah. it is, uh, it's crazy out there right now. And, it is. I, we, you know, Lori and I met a guy the other day. Uh, we, well, we went out on Mother's Day uh, and... Um, I have a confession to make. Actually, we went out twice. We went out on Saturday. We do this like once a year thing at a Brazilian steakhouse and eat enough meat. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I, I I don't want to eat red meat for like another year now. It just lasts about a year. That's but, the way I feel every time I go to those places. Uh, well, Fogo de Chayo yeah. is just was amazing, and they have this uh, peppered bacon. That is like crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the more you oh, eat man. it, the more you want yes. it. And I'm just sitting yeah. there thinking pork and red meat, pork and red meat. I'm thinking I'm I'm just my arteries are going to just have you a come out of there sweating. Yeah. You know. But uh, it was good. But then uh, so Sunday we went to Metro Diner thinking it might be crowded, but it wasn't. And so we went there and we met this server who's working extra jobs to buy a house. Mm. Because he just says it's so insane trying to buy a house yeah, now. Yeah. And do you see it getting any better, Brad? Uh, yeah. Well, it depends what you call better. You I know, mean, it's, like better. It's, do you think prices with interest rates no, going up are going to I don't think – I think prices will level a bit. Um, I think especially in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I, most indicators uh, – in fact, most of the financial people believe Jacksonville will continue to tick up. I mean, we're going to see a little flattening of the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, with interest rates going up, and uh, but you know it's one of those things we need inventory. There's just not enough inventory. Mm-hmm. We're still in somebody. I, I played golf on Wednesday in the Florida Baptist uh, disaster relief golf tournament, and somebody asked me, you know, what's what's the major issue with uh, real estate? And I said, well, it's not interest rates because interest rates, I don't know, five and a half percent, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Doug, do you remember when you bought your first house? Yeah, well, I was just thinking when you said that, my mind went to Yuma, Arizona, where I paid 10.5%. 14% for first house I bought. 14%. Ten, well, I was at 105 and I thought yeah. I got a great well, deal. And quite frankly, I don't know when that was, probably 80s. Yeah, yeah, okay. So 87, that's about the same time. Well, I think we were 88, uh, 88 yeah, 89, they went up somewhere in there. a little bit more. Yeah, and I mean, I had friends that were in the 16%. That's crazy. And people listening may remember those days, but today five and a half percent people people that have only known what's existed in the last four or five years think oh my word five and a half percent that's so high mm-hmm. listen traditionally you know over the years that has not that's a very good interest rate yeah yeah i i well i'm at two and a quarter which i just i, I look at that and mm-hmm. i think wow two yeah. and a quarter yeah. you won't i don't know that you're going to see those again you could yeah. i guess but yeah. uh yeah 
it would be hard to hard to find. Well, it, it's good to have you in here because man, there's a lot of stuff going on in our country that I thought, man, I'd like to talk with Brad about mm-hmm. this just to have a some Christian worldview look at some of this stuff. First of which is all the protests that went on. Did you see any of the protest at the churches over the weekend for Mother's no. Day? Mm-mm. There were literally looked like demonic possessions, which we're talking about a little girl <laughs> who had a demon this week. I was thinking um, a, a, a python demon, <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat> but this that they were this lady was in front of this one church and she was dressed in some kind of negligee kind of thing, had a bunch of baby dolls on a string and then would take them and thrash them into the ground and saying, I'm killing your babies, I'm killing your babies. I mean, just really demonic looking. It was it was awful. That was one thing. They were throwing firebombs into, uh, like, uh, you know, women's clinics that were helping women uh, see, ultra, you know, ultrasounds and those kind of things, kind of like First Coast Women's right, Services, right. but up in Wisconsin. And I, I just... it protesting out at the uh the supreme court justice's home by the way that's unbelievable it's it's illegal it is absolutely illegal for any protest to happen outside of a jury's home a jury member a witness in a trial or a judge in some kind of intention to influence them in their case that is a u.s federal code crime punishable by five years in prison that have any of them been arrested no, they're not going to be. In fact, the White House has doubled down. That's why we just need to we need to pray for our leaders. You know, uh, people were a lot of people were saying, "Well, what do we do in situations like this? How do, how do we deal with that?" Well, one thing you can do is call your congressman. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call your senator and 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 say, "Hey, hold these people accountable." You could do that. Um, before I ever did that, oh, the first thing you ought to do is pray. Yes. Pray for pray for our leaders. Pray for wisdom and discernment. Pray for our political leaders that are in those positions to make good choices. Our judges, yeah, you know, not to be intimidated. Mm-hmm. I was so glad Clarence Thomas came out and said what he did about this isn't going to work. This is this is where we've evolved to in our culture mm-hmm. right now. And um, so I don't know. Uh, I just wondered if you saw it because they uh, they were trying to block the door of a church. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, what would I do if I was walking up and protesters were blocking the door to the church for us that Sunday? <laughs> how would we respond to that in a Christian way? How would we how would we uh, present Christ in the way we lived, mm-hmm. and yet? <clears throat> not allow them to victimize people and bully people too because mm-hmm. that's what they're doing yeah you know interesting i uh was talking to my brother-in-law tim uh you know tim and we were talking this morning and uh, a very good friend of ours uh whose daughter was uh clarence one of clarence thomas's um uh aides i guess yeah. uh, she went to yale law school uh, she's been out about 10 years and uh, just commenting how completely unheard of. I mean, when she took that job, you know, just how serious they were about anything getting out, mm-hmm. you know, and just the importance of that. You know, when you think back to January 6th, you know, most Republicans came out and said that was wrong. What happened January 6th was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they all did. But yeah. most did. Yeah. And now we're, it's complete crickets from the left regarding this stuff of, you know, scouting out these uh, Supreme Court justice houses. This is crazy. Yeah. And nobody's and, coming out saying, hey, this we can't be doing this. Yeah. And when you say left, you mean progressives in their yeah. mindset and yeah. the way they think about culture. And so I think about, like, you know, that one of the progressive people – uh, that was protesting, said, God killed his kid. Why can't I kill mine? I mean, like, just think about that wow. mentality. <laughs> that, and one of them said, the time for civility is over. Being polite doesn't get you anywhere. And if you really look, that that is pretty much the norm that we have seen for people who don't like it 
when it goes against their narrative or it goes against their desires. Like, you know, when Joe Biden took over uh, president, you know, I granted there were people that were upset. There were there were people that were upset and they had a meeting up there on January 6th that, again, was it the wisest thing to do? I don't I, I don't know if it was the wisest thing to do uh, with it being such a politically heated moment in our country because a lot of people um, believe that there was fraud, rightfully so, as mm-hmm. I think it's been demonstrated. Uh, there, there, there's always election fraud, but there, you know, there's been for a long time right. in the past elections, but stuff is starting to come out now. Oh yeah, that is really. Uh, really beyond dispute have you have you seen the movie yet the 2000 mules yeah that's what i was uh, laurie and i watched it the other night now can you get it online or uh, I, I think, yeah you got to pay for it yeah I think. that's fine but uh you can but it was very damaging but is it time for christians to stop being polite no as believers our hope is never in the government but we do take stands for truth, and we do stand up for truth, and we speak truth. And we should always speak truth in love. And I remember one time your wife said, what does that mean, you know, to mm-hmm. speak truth in love in a situation like this? Well, it means that like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. just you you can't you can't walk through and be a kingdom priest or priestess uh just going one hour yeah uh, on a sunday well it's a lot easier isn't it to, to sit back and just be a little isolated nobody knows me i don't know anybody else nobody knows my junk i don't know their junk 
I don't want to know their job. Yeah, that's exactly. Kind of we're just perfectly fine coming to church and hearing, you know, a pastor. Superficial. How you doing? Oh, oh I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm good. Highly blessed. Your favored. life's falling apart, and you're like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, you know, Doug. I, I think over the last few weeks, as we've been going through Acts, I've been so uh, so reminded. I guess when you look at Paul and just how much how important it was not just to proclaim the gospel not just to see hearts changed and lives changed, but almost a, a an about face where he goes back to these areas where he has been persecuted just for the purpose of discipling yes. and, and getting into the lives of these people. I don't know. Well, I know this about you and I. We've raised a lot of kids. Uh, do you tell a child one thing one time and oh, just think no. it's done? No, you just keep building and you building. you got to just drill it. It takes a lot of of uh, exposure and accountability over time. And, you know, Brad, we li- really live in a culture right now that doesn't like accountability. No. no people no. people don't like it. But I, I want to get in the text, but I have to bring this up just because a lot of people might have been caught up in the Supreme Court thing. They might have been caught up in other things. But the Kentucky Derby – had a guy or had a had a horse win yesterday, and you go, why is that important? Well, it it really was an amazing thing because the horse that won literally came into the race thirty seconds before the deadline on Friday after another horse was scratched. Now I want you to think about is that right? How that impacted a lot of lives associated with that thirty minutes. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, thirty seconds. 30 seconds before the deadline before the deadline on Friday another horse was scratched and rich strike came in and they only had one previous victory in his career and he won in the second biggest upset <laughs> in the 148th year history he was 80 to 1 to win that horse race wow and so you know it just it, it's a reminder to me, as I see that, of the sovereignty of God, and you go, why does God care about a horse race? Well, because I just sit back and think about all the lives impacted by that one choice. Whatever happened, happened. The sovereignty of God, 30 seconds before mm-hmm. a race. I mean, this horse wasn't even entered and wasn't going to be in the race. It wasn't a qualified horse to be in the race. Wow. And 30 seconds before the deadline got in. That's that's just an amazing thing, and so I just uh, uh, sorry. Uh, I also um, I did I said to, um, in Wisconsin there was also a pro life pregnancy center in Denton, Texas. It was defaced, which is that's right there by yeah. Tommy Nelson. So it, it's not just in other places. It's coming to where we are. So as Christians, we need to be prepared. And I think this is a great text this week brad because the whole context of Acts 16 16 through 24 is really setting free a captive yeah and people who have bought into the lie that abortion trumps life which that's what it is that's Mm -hmm. that's a lie that 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 you know my personal freedom is more important than the life of a child inside of a womb. Um, it is is captive. They're captive. Yeah. They're held captive. Yeah. And it's like so many people you and I know. So many men who walk in uh, addiction, who walk in sin, who have not bowed their heart to Jesus. They're held captive. Yeah. And our our motivation one is to to serve and love our God. But we also want to see these men freed. And in this um, text this week, we see the story of a young slave girl who has been trafficked. She's been trafficked and abused by her slave owners. Uh, She's demonically possessed. And maybe you know somebody out there like that. Maybe you were abused like this little girl. Maybe maybe you have wondered what she might have wondered. You know, there's a, a video that I talked about a few weeks ago about Megan Connors, who was a prostitute who 
was abused from the time she was a toddler and then trafficked. And um, The Chosen played this on their live stream a couple of weeks ago, and it's the Megan Connor story. And here's a young lady that kept asking the question, why am I here? Why did God let me go through this? What is my purpose? And I thought about this little girl who's in Acts 16. In Acts 16, this little girl probably wondered in her short little life, I mean, she was only 7 to 10 years old. And she probably wondered, why is the why are these bad things happening to me? Why are these men using me to and making me, you know, uh, go predict the future and, and, and treating me the way they treat like an object, like so many young women probably feel? And yet, when we read about her deliverance, when we read about the Apostle Paul setting her free, she is memorialized in the greatest book in the world. I mean, God's love story to us has this little girl's story in it mm-hmm. as a testimony of his power over demonic spirits. They they don't have power over God, and he has the freedom to free people from that. And, you know, just to set some context, Paul and Barnabas this uh, went on the first missionary journey. They went as far is Derby and Lystra, Derby, Iconium, mm-hmm. that area. And Paul wanted to go back to Asia, and God said, no, Paul, I don't want you to go to Asia. I want you to go to Europe. He had people there, divine appointments waiting for him. And, you know, sometimes in our life we have our agenda, we have where we want to go, and we just keep getting frustrated with God because he keeps closing doors saying, no, I don't want you to go there. I have divine appointments for you over here. Now, he didn't say that. We don't hear that what we see is the closed door right and that's what was going on with paul and he's in troas because god has shut the door to asia to bithynia where he wanted to go and there's this man in a macedonian vision that says come help me and remember we said this is like a backwoods preacher (laughs) being asked by an mit astrophysicist hey help me figure out life right And it just, in the worldly sense, doesn't make a lot of sense. But a believer with a Bible who has knowledge of Jesus Christ and a relationship with God through Jesus has the answers of why I'm here, like Megan Connors asked, has the answers of why is the world so broken? And what does God want to do with me? What value do I have? And It's back to that, those two issues you have is who am I Mm -hmm. and what am I here to do yeah who am i and why am i I here identity and purpose yeah and 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 paul is in the midst of philippi which was a classical greek culture and you know the greeks they um they didn't really they, they got away from the quote superstitious belief in god yahweh or gods little gods like mercury apollo and all them because they had socrates and plato and they were talking about the reasoning of man but, you know, when a, when a man's culture dismisses Yahweh, the one true living God, El Elyon, that culture's destined to collapse. And unfortunately, when I look at our own culture, it's sad because mm-hmm. it appears we've reached a tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we have said we really don't need God. Even though there's thousands and thousands of churches in our culture, at least from our government standpoint, from our school's standpoint, our, yeah. th- those are two big institutions in our culture. Well, and of course, <clears throat> I feel like we pushed God out years ago, you know, when we pushed God out of prayer in the public school. Yeah. Well, today, we've not only pushed God out, we've pushed his truth out. A woman isn't a woman anymore. You know, th- there is no truth. So, yeah, well, that's you, what we say. Well, <laughs> that's right. what some people say. Well, right. I mean, yeah. and, and you talk about whether it's uh, institutions, I mean, the media, it's, you know, schools. Well, that's why this text to me is so good for our culture, because in this text today, we're going to see as God's kingdom priest this week that God has called us to be bold weapons for truth, bold warriors for mercy. 
and bold witnesses of his love. And, you know, when you think about those three combinations, I mean, like a weapon, uh, a warrior, Mm -hmm. you don't think about being a witness of love. You know, warriors and weapons usually don't associate with... To witness. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, that it's going to be a good, hopefully encouraging text if you're listening. Well, I'm excited having already gone through it on Wednesday, on Thursday, so I'm glad our listeners are tuning in. If you'd like, send us a question at ask at SWATradio.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And we will be right back. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, Doug and I just having a little talk. I, you know that song right now, right now. I love that song. Isn't that the Red Letters song, yeah, David Red Crowder? Letters, yes. Uh, I tell you, the words of that song, and I know Doug, you you pro- you sit in here every day. Those songs come on, and they're just kind of in your, you know, they're just there. They're just teeing up what we're going to talk about. But if you're listening and, and you're not familiar with David Crowder or that song in particular, I highly recommend just go read those words. The Red Letters. That's oh, a man. good song. We those know are so Brad, good. This is a. I, I talk about this passage, this Acts 16 passage. If you're just tuning in, we're, this is SWAT radio, and SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And you know the the way um, I, sh- I I memorialized this text this week for the guys is that God calls us as kingdom priests uh, to be warriors for truth. I'm sorry, uh, war- uh, weapons. weapons of truth, because we are a spiritual weapon out in the world. God's people are truth-tellers. God's people are witnesses of truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. And so we are to be weapons of truth. On my shirt, I'm wearing a SWAT shirt, and 2 Corinthians 10, 4 is our theme. It's a verse that started it mm-hmm. all, that the weapons of our warfare are not of this world. And uh, and so as we promote truth, as we share truth, as we live truth, we are weapons in a world full of lies. And and, and I talked with Brad um, and, and the other guys about how it's weird to think about weapons and warriors, because we're also warriors for mercy. Uh, those two concepts of a warrior and weapons, sometimes you just don't picture with love, which is the last thing, a witness for love. But Jesus embodied all of them, and we want to be like our rabbi. We want to be like him. And Luke tells three stories in the 16th chapter. And by the way, when he wrote it to Theophilus, there weren't chapter headings. It was just one letter. But he put them together. And it's interesting the way he he broke it out because you have an entrepreneurial businesswoman named Lydia that we looked at last week. Then you have this slave girl who was demonically possessed. And then you have a Roman jailer who, who was working the jail where Paul was. And so Lydia represents the commercial business side, people that live for wealth. People are in business to make money, right? That's mm-hmm. what they, that's what they right. go to business for. And so Jesus is over wealth, and, and that's what Paul brings into her life. And what does she do? She says, come stay with me. She risked everything to bring him and Luke and Timothy and Silas into her home to say, I don't care. I'm baptized. I want you guys to stay with me. I want to learn because this is the most important thing. Well, today we see the interaction of Paul with the slave girl who was demonically possessed. She represents false religion. And Jesus is over all false religion. All false religion's demonic. It's controlled by demons. It's because they take truths and, and stretch them and make people buy into them. And it doesn't matter whether it's Buddhism, Islam, 
or um, or you know um, Hinduism, they're all lies. And and who's the father of lies? Satan. And so so she, she represents that. But then the jailer represents the government. He's a former military guy because the jailers were former military men who was working in the jail there who got his security for working for the government, being part of that government machine, Rome. Rome brought peace how? Through power. Pax Romana. It was the peace of Rome. It mm-hmm. came through power. And so Luke lays all this out to say that without an infinite personal God, you don't have an answer for value and dignity of man and woman because money won't give you that false religion won't give you that and the government won't give you that we can certainly see in our government and also you don't know forgiveness you don't know evil uh you don't know right and wrong who sets the standards Mm -hmm. certainly not money the people with the most money that's who tries to in a lot of cultures Mm -hmm. uh, are false religious beliefs like the middle east and islam or like the military or government our government now is doing something that for years it didn't do. They're trying to come in and take away God's standards that our country was founded on, God's biblical standards. And so as we look at this text today, I want to take you back, Brad, to Capernaum. When we walked into that synagogue, you remember that synagogue in Capernaum? Mm-hmm. And Jesus goes in there, and Luke 4, and he proclaims, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I come to proclaim good news to the poor and liberty to the captives, to set at liberty the oppressed. Well, people who are captive and oppressed that he was talking to, who were they held captive by? Rome. Well, yeah. Wealth. Well, they were by Rome. The, the, the Jewish people in their minds believed that, that if Jesus would set them free from Rome, they would be free, but they wouldn't. He came to give them true freedom. Who was the force behind Rome? It was Satan. Right. So freedom, ultimately, because he says that you would be free indeed. Yes. It's not because a lot of people think they're free, no. but they're not free. Well, and, and, and the Jews, had Jesus just freed them from Rome, they never would have been freed from their sin. Exactly. Because Satan is the force behind all mm-hmm. of it and he came to set us free in ephesians 6 uh if you go and look that's a favorite passage of a lot of people because of the shield of faith the belt of truth and the right. breastplate of righteousness paul gives these analogies of a, a warrior that the, the the equipment of a mm-hmm. warrior and then at the end of it he says making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel i've always been struck by that because here's a guy who's been beaten five times already he's been or beaten three times with rods he's been slashed five times he's been stoned and he's asking people to pray for him to be bold yeah i'm just struck by how i don't ask people to pray for me to be bold a lot of times Mm. Mm. i just assume it and here's a guy who's asking, who's gone, he's proved it, like John Monger, right? right. They proved it. Well, it, John is the first one I thought about, because you and I, you obviously know him very well. I've met him. I would need prayer to be bold, knowing that the outcome could be uh, death. Or, or, or even a beating. Right. I mean, think totally. about it. If somebody yeah. just came in here and said, hey, this guy's stirring up our city, they tore your shirt off the back and was dragging you mm. to a pole to beat your back. Wouldn't they, you go, hey, wait a minute, I got rights? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, I, I'm thinking about in our day today, and it's a very hostile society that we live in. Do you think? <laughs> but it hasn't gotten so hostile, at least for you and I, who will go out on a weekly basis and proclaim the Word of God mm-hmm. boldly, we're not really running the risk of being beaten. No, not, not and, yet. And yet, across the country and around the world, in places where you're not, you don't run the risk of beaten, beating, we're not boldly proclaiming mm-hmm. the word, the gospel. So no, no fear of you know, persecution. Many who have the gospel 
are not boldly speaking the gospel. Yeah, we're not being bold weapons for truth. Exactly. So let's jump in. I want you to read verses 16 through uh, 20. Actually, yeah, 16 through 24. And we're going to come back and we're going to look at this idea of being a bold weapon for truth because we are messengers of Jesus out in the world. Amen. All right. Acts 16, beginning in verse 16. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. This is the word of the Lord. And so as we look in verse 16, one of the first things we see is as, as we were going to the place of prayer, the prosuke, the, the gathering, this is where Paul had led Lydia and these other women to Christ. He was going back, and he was discipling them. He was also discipling Timothy and discipling Luke. Him and Silas were taking them down there to to. To train them. Now, they went to this place of prayer because there weren't synagogues here, yeah, there, correct? Yeah, there was They no, would have typically gone to the synagogue. They would have, but there was no synagogue, so that's where they went. And on the way there, it says they were met by a slave girl. Now, here's the thing. This girl, the word for girl there means a child about 7 to 10 years old. And uh, in Rome about this time, this was about 50 A.D., one out of every three people in the Roman Empire at this time was a slave, about 20 million. And you became a slave because you were a prisoner of war, you were a criminal, uh, and they, they sentenced you to slavery. You were born into slavery because your parents were slaves. You were sold by your parents into slavery. Or uh, this thing called infant exposure. A mom would take her child into the dad after the baby was born, and if the dad said, no, I don't want the child, whatever reason didn't matter, then the mother would take the child outside the city gate and leave it. And thousands and thousands of young babies abandoned, and lower-income people would then go rescue these babies to have a slave in their house. And this was awful. And, and so that's what it appears happened. Either this young girl was born into slavery, but more than likely she was an infant exposure slavery for her parents' shoulder. Hmm. And when we come back, we're going to see uh, what it means to have a spirit of divination yeah. like your text yeah. said. All right. Give us a call here at uh, SWAT Radio, 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, you can call us or you can email us at ask at SWAT Radio. Dot com. Join us after the break. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. SWAT Radio, welcome back. You can uh, give us a shout at 844-777-7928. It's 844-77-SWAT. And uh, if you have questions or comments, I believe you can still send that to Doug at SWATradio.com. Yes. I still have an email at Doug at SWAT Radio, so Brad at SWATradio.com. You know, uh, having sat in this chair for many years and then come back every once in a while, it's always nice to get friendly text from people who are tuning in so thank you guys i'll be here uh i'll be here all week as they say right <laughs> i'll be here all week yeah. yeah exactly i'll be here monday tuesday and wednesday so uh keep tuning in uh love love knowing you're out there i know it's a great encouragement to doug that you are out there and you're listening i think any kind of feedback is is always good well you know uh, brad ask a question during the break we were just having and that's what i love about breaks we we have a chance to talk a little bit and he, he said, you know, Doug, it doesn't say anywhere in the text that this little girl was saved. It doesn't. He's absolutely right. But if you go back to Acts chapter 5, when the apostles were healing, it says they were bringing to them people that were sick and people that were afflicted with evil spirits, and they were all healed. Now, when you think about somebody being healed, Jesus' purpose in healing was always what? to show a sign to the believers. And it's just beyond my comprehension that he would cast a demon out of a person that he would allow to fall back under the influence of Satan. Right, right. I'm not saying he wouldn't, no, but I'm I, just yeah, saying yeah. that, that the, I believe the chances are probably a lot more likely that this little slave girl got taken into this church at Lydia's house than it did she went back with her slave owners because it says she, they couldn't use her anymore. Right. Right, and so well, that's what I love. Even though I wasn't in town for the for the last lesson about Lydia, yeah. But having read through it, taught it, you think about Lydia. Lydia comes to Christ, and immediately her life is transformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying she's without sin. I'm just saying that fruit comes to bear in well, her life it, in the, in the form of just hospitality well, well you know brad hospitality is such a fruit that comes you see it in acts chapter two mm-hmm. you see it in acts chapter four you see it we're going to see it at the jailer when we look at the jailer <laughs> exactly. this week in the meetings and next week on the radio the jailer he says come to my house and he's taking care of their wounds hospitality is a fruit it's a mark of belief absolutely and and so we do see that in lydia well, I, I want to go back to this spirit of divination. Some translations may say demonic spirit. What does that mean? If you go back to the original Greek, it says a pythos spirit, a pneuma, which means spirit, and pythos. Well, pythos was a monster serpent god that protected the temple of Gaia in um, or Gaia in uh, Delphi. Isn't it? But. And basically, it's where we get Python, yeah, the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's that same kind of mm-hmm. yeah name. And so in Delphi, in central Greece, there was a temple of Gaia, which we get the word geography from. It, it means earth. And the, the oracle of Delphi, by the way, Delphi means womb. So it was the temple of Delphi. There was an oracle there. I'm sorry, the temple of, uh, 
of Gaia, there was an oracle of Delphi there that would speak oracles. People would come from all over the world to hear from God, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, they they believed it was the god Gaia right. or, after that, Apollo, Apollo. because the, yeah. the, the myth was that Apollo came and killed Pythos, which was the serpent that protected the temple, and then he took over the temple. Well, there were two fault lines at the temple. Underneath uh, that temple, You, when they would go to here, the, the priestesses would be taken down a set of stairs where there were fault lines were, and there were fumes coming up through the cracks in the earth. It was ethylene. It was a noxious gas, but they said it was the decaying body of Pythos that Apollo had killed. And by in, inhaling those fumes they would be filled with the spirit of Apollo mm-hmm. and they could give oracles. And that's what they did. And the priest would interpret, interpret the oracles. And so people would come to hear those um, fortunes pretty much. And the, and the priest, these little slave girls would give a raspy voice, almost like they were demon possessed yeah. mm-hmm. and people would come to hear it. And Delphi was the only temple, Brad, in that whole culture where common people could go to hear. I mean, they couldn't go into the temple area. Most most temples were off limits to common people. And so, but God's people get their source from one truth, one place, and that's the Bible. We, we don't we don't use tarot cards, we don't use uh horoscopes, we don't use palm readers, we don't consult the dead. Those are all prohibited in Deuteronomy as being from demons, their demon stuff, as well as what Paul said, when we sacrifice to idols, you're sacrificing to demons. So anything is that is not seeking truth from their one true living God is demonic. And so uh, I think back to... Can we stop right there and just dig into our culture today? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I just want to go. You remember Jean Dixon? Yes. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. psychic... Every year she would give all these predictions. And, I mean, people would buy these magazines thinking, and word got out that she was a Christian. Oh, yeah. And they said she was a Christian, or I think a John Edwards crossing over, or there's a lady named Teresa Capito who's the Long Island medium. Or people go consult with fortune tellers. They think it's cute or funny or tarot cards. All these are demonic. Mm -hmm. And in Isaiah, there's a verse that basically says when you consult with the mediums and the necromancers, you're going into darkness. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's really bad. And, and so as believers who are weapons for truth, God calls us to be these weapons, what do we proclaim as weapons of truth? Well, this is it. There's one source of truth, and that is God's word. And it's, and, and it's God's word about who? About truth, Jesus. He says, I'm the way, the life. I'm the, the I'm the truth, the way, and the life, right? He says, I am the truth, period. And so when we read his word and we proclaim his word, we are weapons for truth in the world because the world is saying, no, there's many ways to God. Turn on Oprah. You mm-hmm. know, there's lots of ways to right. get to God. She really believes that. And people love Oprah more than the truth. Yep. And it doesn't have to just be Oprah. It can be any pop culture. Well, they love what Re- Oprah has to say. Yeah, you know now they they may love Oprah, but they really love what she has to say. Yeah, and I think when you look at this that demonic girl, and and those who are you know of that spirit, they're really mouthpieces for Satan. Well, absolutely, they are. And and anybody, Brad, who is following a false religion is a mouthpiece for yes. Satan. Yeah, and so. When you think about it, there's no God but Yahweh, right? He is the only true God. And back in chapter 14, when they tried to make Paul and Barnabas gods, Mm -hmm. they said, listen, we're men like you. Turn from these vain things to a living God. Our God is living. He's not made with hands. He doesn't inhabit a place made by hands. He's over everything. And when we think about the one true living God and our own relationship with him, are we functioning on a day-to-day basis as a weapon for truth in our world, whether it's in the marketplace, 
or whether it's at the YMCA or whether it's at the grocery store, are we a weapon for truth in this battle? You know, I, I believe, Brad, that anybody who got on a plane going to Afghanistan or to Iraq in the middle of the fighting had no, there was no ambiguity about them being in a war. Right. Why is it? that when we wake up every day, we don't see ourselves in a war. Hmm. We're in a spiritual battle every day. Yeah. And we forget that, I believe. Well, I've got a lot of reasons why I think that's <laughs> the case, but I think a lot of it is... Well, expound. I, I think a lot of it, Doug, I think a lot of it is rooted in the fact that we want to please self more than we want to please God. Yes. Uh, we, we want to do whatever we need to do to make ourselves popular um, I want people to like me, mm-hmm. and in the the culture we're living in today, speaking truth brings about division sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know we know that the word is a it's a double edged sword. It 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 pierces. That when we speak truth, especially in, when we speak truth, it, we bring light into darkness, well, and that, the darkness says it cannot comprehend the light. And I think it's okay if truth divides. It will divide. It's going to, it is going to divide, especially if we're a weapon for truth out in the world. When we're confronting lies, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there is going to be that division, but we, we need to trust God in that. We shouldn't divide over our personality or over our own agenda, but we should be obedient people of truth. Hey, I I did want to share this, Brad, before we go off air today. That we got an email, and I want to thank you. Like Brad said, we appreciate the texts and emails. And and this is just, we had a guest on Friday. Brad knows him, Brian Croft. And uh, he brought up widows. And um, this particular lady said that uh, she was a widow and went to a lot of churches, and nobody would talk to her. And that's sad to me that, that that happens in the church. And uh, she knew that her family needed God, and it took a while for them to find a church. They finally found one, and she's since remarried, and now her 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 uh, new husband's going to church with her again, and 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 everything. But she just thanked us for having that perspective on because we talked about widows, and so thank you uh, for that uh, that email. We appreciate those, and. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to the next couple of days. We, I want to just dig into this, and hopefully, if you're listening, you'll come back tomorrow and listen in. Just remember that uh, we are mouthpieces for a living God as we go out today. It's a good reminder for me that I'm to speak His truth. Yeah. And so, uh, glad you joined us. Uh, come back again, SWATradio.com. You can listen to past broadcasts there, and I hope you have a great day. Talk to you later. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 